Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka 5 Minute Major, and welcome to HV Pucks Overtime. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is 100% free and available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And by now, you know that one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently had the opportunity to chat with Eric Lang, head coach of the American International College Yellow Jackets hockey team. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to a special episode of HV Pucks Overtime. I am very excited to welcome today's guest to the show. He is Eric Lang, head coach of American International College. I think it's safe to say that the 2018-2019 season was incredibly successful for the Yellow Jackets, including their first NCAA Division I Ice Hockey National Tournament appearance, where they defeated the number one overall seed, St. Cloud State. They were the 2019 Atlantic Hockey Regular Season and Conference Champions. They also set new Division I team records for both wins and goals scored. And Eric Lang, my guest, was named Coach of the Year for 2019 by the College Hockey News, the New England Hockey Journal, the Atlantic Hockey Conference. He was also nominated for the Spencer Penrose Coach of the Year Award. The last time I saw him was outside of the visitor's locker room at Tate Rink up at West Point back in February. I've been after him to make an appearance, and it's finally happening. Coach, thank you so much for coming on. That was quite the intro. How's it going? Travis, what an intro. I uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to hire you as my agent. That was pretty darn good. But uh, no, thanks for having me on, and obviously thanks for everything you do for our great sport. And uh, I love following all your stuff, and uh, I'm really looking forward to tonight. Uh, listen, it's absolutely my pleasure. So many good things happened in Springfield this season that it actually worked out, like I said before we started recording. It worked out for the better that we actually waited a little bit longer um, to have you on. So let's jump right into it. Can you please share with the listeners a little bit about your coaching background, in particular your connection to the Hudson Valley and to uh, Section 1 Athletics? Yeah, you know what? Uh, started way back um, prior to obviously uh, me being an assistant at AIC in the 2006 era. Um, I did three years at uh, Byram Hills High School there, and uh, it was a great start to you know for me in, in my career in terms of being a young guy managing young ath- athletes, student athletes, and um, you know I had a great experience I actually coached two division one players from the Hudson Valley Paul and Pete Ferrara both played at Sacred Heart which you know are in our conference and um, yeah, it was a great opportunity to get my feet wet in coaching and um, really kind of jump-started my career to be honest with you so I have a lot of uh, 
a lot of thanks uh, to give to Byram Hills High School and uh, the opportunity gave me. And, you know, fast forward here a bunch of years later, time's flying, it's going quick, but um, yeah, that's where it all started. I love it. I love it. Um, let's jump uh, to your to your current uh, position as bench boss over there at AIC. Can you describe AIC Yellow Jackets hockey in five words or less? Five words or less. I would tell you um, hard-skilled, selfless, and gritty. That's AIC hockey. I would agree. I had the opportunity, as I mentioned in your intro, to see you guys in uh, February up at uh, West Point against your buddy uh, Brian Riley and his uh, Black Knights. And then I was fortunate enough to also see you the year before up at the Mass Mutual Center. Thank you again for inviting uh, my family and I up to spend the day. We had a great time. Um, And I I did really like uh, what you saw, what I saw out of you guys back in February. And little did I know, I'd be talking to you now after your first NCAA uh, tournament tournament appearance which is amazing too um in looking back coach did the team feel any pressure entering this season and if so in your opinion how did they respond you know what travis it's a really good question um i don't think we had a whole lot of expectation to start our season we were preseason uh picked fifth it's the highest we'd ever been picked um in any preseason poll for aic hockey and we kind of got off to a, a little bit of a slow start. I think at one point we were three, four, and one in our mm-hmm. conference. And um, you know, as the season kind of progressed, and um, you know, we're getting down the home stretch, we kind of just embraced some of those pressure situations in terms of, you know, we obviously knew we were playing for a league championship, and uh, we had Bentley who went on this ridiculous run. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a little bit of scoreboard watching and, you know, it seemed like every night we won, they won every night, you know, we, if we played in the afternoon, we, we'd win a game, they'd win that night. And they had an amazing finish to their season. Um, but what it did was um, it, we wound up embracing some of those pressure situations. And, and the one thing we talked about with our group is pressure is a privilege. Mm-hmm. If you, if you're playing in pressure situations, um, you know, we need to embrace that. That means things are going well. And, um, and that's kind of what happened. And, you know, we wound up clinching that regular season championship on a Saturday afternoon, uh, home versus Sacred Heart. And, um, you know, right through, you know, we had won two, you know, a, a three game tough series with, with Army that really set us up. Um, in terms of our conference championship weekend, you know, we got through those three games and I kind of really felt that that battle tested our group. And, you know, we went off a Friday night overtime game in the semis and, and we went a, another overtime game on Saturday and, you know, it kind of happened pretty quickly for us, but, um, you know, in terms of how our group handled the pressure, um, you know, I, I thought we really just embraced it, and we we embraced it independently, one game at a time. I like that uh, that mindset too that that you shared earlier, Coach, in terms of pressure being a privilege. Um, who were some of the players that surprised you by stepping up and contributing in a big way this season? You know, the guy that jumps out at me is Tobias Vladeby, who was a as a freshman scored one goal. And as a sophomore, I believe, finished with 19 goals for us. So he single-handedly made one of the most amazing jumps I've seen in, you know, my years of coaching um, in terms of goal production. He's a guy that certainly jumps out. Uh, Zach Skog, our goaltender, uh, was fabulous down the stretch. And, um, you know, 
was not our starter going into the season. Uh, Stefano Durante was our starter, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, Stefano got hurt, and Zach Scott kind of grabbed the ball, and um, you know he was—he's uh, certainly the reason. You know, we we had our playoff success, and certainly the reason. Um, you know, we we were able to pick off number one team, St. Cloud. There, he was outstanding that night. Yeah, that I watched uh, the 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 tournament action, and I was uh, you know sitting on on the edge of my seat, and it was it was quite a game there, Coach. So kudos again to you on your first tournament appearance and taking out the number one seed. You know, looking back at it now, how would you describe the season overall? And and you talked about this a little bit in your previous answer, but did the team face any adversity? Would you say like their slow start was kind of a little bit of adversity that they faced? You know what? We had a home and home with Quinnipiac early in the year, and we actually played a pretty good game on Friday. And we come up a little short, but I really liked the way we we competed. And I really liked the way we played. We turn around and go back down to Quinnipiac on Saturday. I think they scored four or five first period goals. Four hmm. sounds right to me, and they wound up beating us that night, nine to two. Hmm. And. Uh, we had taken some undisciplined penalties in the third period, and it was not a good it was not a good moment for us. And, um, I do remember that sat, that Sunday, we have this little group chat, and the 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 third period, the last seven or eight minutes of that third period, even being down nine two, I saw glimpses of guys caring at a different level, yeah. and. Um, I actually made a, a, a proclamation to our team that Sunday, and I told them that we were going to win the league. Hmm. And at that moment, we were, you know, we had so far to go, but um, that, that, that was a, 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 a night filled with adversity for us. But mm-hmm. I, I do, there were there were things that I saw in that third period um, that led me to believe that we that we have enough leadership. Uh, in that room to to accomplish what we did Um, but yeah that was not a fun weekend but then it you know that was kind of a sign of things to come so it's great that your uh, your team was able to respond that way just a couple of rapid fire questions here coach while I have you toughest rink to play in outside of the Mass Mutual Center Uh, that would definitely be Tate Arena (laughs) Um, those guys you get them on a Friday Saturday and um you know, from the physicality to the energy inside the building, um, you, you've got a lot going against you. And, um, you know, we, we, we tend to need more ice packs coming out of that weekend than, mm. than, than, than other weekends. Yeah. And I know you're familiar with that, uh, that rink as well. Cause I, you know, you spent some time with the black Knights too. Um, who would you say is your biggest rival? It's a really good one. Um, I think Bentley, mm-hmm. uh, Bentley University, um, they're about an hour away from us, okay. and any 10 school, I think there's some similarities there. I would say Bentley. Okay. Um, outside of the NCAA championship tournament appearance, uh, did you have a favorite road trip of the season? You know what? I, uh, I really enjoyed our trip out to Arizona State. Okay. It was, uh, it was at the right time of year, late February. Yep. It was snowing here when we left, and we yeah. landed, and... We're putting shorts on. Yeah, I uh, that that was the last thing you said to me. You said, "Ah, oh, we'll get together after we get back from Arizona State." So, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> nothing, and it's that program really has taken off too. You know, I've kind of followed them from a, from a distance. I had a buddy that went to Arizona State, and uh, it's pretty amazing what they've been able to accomplish out there too. Um, Absolutely. Does AIC partner with any local youth hockey programs in the area? 
We do. We've got a big grassroots effort. Um, every, you know, just about any program within 10 or 12 miles of, of campus from Springfield Capitals to uh, all of the infield programs. Um, our guys really get the boots on the ground and, and we do a lot of partnering with, uh, with a lot of local hockey. Excellent, excellent. Especially as someone that loves the, you know, the cover the game, you know, the way I do, you know, certainly from uh, from the high school angle. That's great to hear, Coach. What do you look for in a hockey player? We're looking for two things. We're looking for hard skill, and we're looking for a mindsets. And um, those two areas for us are non negotiable. They need to play hard. They need to have great compete, and they need to have the mindset of. Um, a division one athlete and guys that aspire to play pro hockey. Um, those two areas for us have been good to us. And like I said, those are our two non-negotiables. I love it. I love it. Um, what makes a successful hockey coach? I think, uh, I think you have to care. And that's one thing I learned from Brian Riley, who, who does it better than anybody else. You really have to care about your players. You have to be relationship based you can't be a transactional coach in terms of uh, measuring yourself on wins and losses. You know, I, I think the, the ultimate journey is, is, is how many weddings are you going to? Mm-hmm. How many, uh, you know, communions and, and bar mitzvahs? And, you know, that in the long run will say more about what your players think of you than, than how many games you win. So I would say uh, definitely be in relationship based. You know, as, as someone that's in education myself as a counselor, I'm all about the relationships that I establish with my students. And, you know, I ran into a young man today. I was leaving. He was in the parking lot. He just became an EMT and he's giving back to his community. And I said, you know, there's nothing more rewarding for me than to run into someone later on down the road and seeing that they are a happy, successful, and they're contributing, you know, to their, their community and making this world a better place. Um, biggest challenge you face as a coach? Biggest challenge that I have faced as a coach, you know what, I think it's, you know, it's having your players not handle the success that they're looking for and still remaining positive. And, um, you know, I I think our, you know, the the student athlete in itself, you know, they're, they're looking, you know, they're, they're, obviously we're, we're, we're in the business of winning hockey games, but when things aren't going your way, I think that, that, you know, that says more about you and how you handle those situations than, than, you know, when things are going well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting answer. Um, it's, and I think I know the answer to this already. Um, is there another college hockey coach that you're particularly close to? Oh, that's definitely Brian Riley. Yeah. I mean, we're the, the fraternity. I always say we're part of the most amazing fraternity in the world, but, um, you know, Brian Riley and I, you know, I, I talk to him, uh, you know, almost once a day, if not every other day. Okay. And, um, yeah, we, we do a lot of sharing. Now I know he speaks very highly and thinks very highly of you. That was one of the things that I learned when I, when I, uh, interviewed him a couple of seasons ago. Uh, can you describe the current state of Atlantic, uh, hockey? You know what? Atlantic hockey is in the best place it's ever been. You know, we're, we're a league moving towards 18 scholarships. The facility, the facilities inside of Atlantic hockey are as good as they've ever been. The play, our record versus non-league opponents, um, you know, Atlantic hockey uh, in the NCAA tournament last four or five years has had tremendous success. So um, we're, we're, the league is definitely in, in as good a place as it's ever been. That's what I love to hear. I love to hear that. Um, 
I just want to jump back. I actually missed one question. Sorry about that, Coach. What advice would you give to someone who's interested in coaching? I know you started, you said at the high school ranks. Um, you know, Is there any advice you can give someone who's interested in getting involved with the uh, coaching ang- aspect? Yep. Be the best you could be at the level you're currently at. You know, whether you're a high school coach, whether you're coaching 12, U hockey, women's hockey, do the best, absolute best job you can do. That's a Tom Rennie line. Um, who heads up team, you know, Hockey Canada. Do the, be the best you could be at your current level, and uh, people will take notice. I love the Tom Rennie reference, too, as a, as a Ranger fan. He was always one of my favorite coaches. Um, given that it was the program's first time as one of the final 16, what was the team's mindset entering the NCAA tournament? You know what? We had a moment. We had a practice, so we get we, we we get out to Fargo. We have a practice the day before we're supposed to play, and it was our it was our we had a bad start to practice, and and I had never done this, uh, or very rarely did this, but just called our group in and just said, hey, like we've earned our way here. We've played our way into this tournament, and you know we absolutely belong here. And I, and I just want us to get a you know have a great last thirty minutes of the of the skate. And, be able to bank something positive before we were about to play St. Cloud. Um, so I, I think we had some nerves, um, you know, a, a feeling of, do we belong here? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, 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 we quickly tried to get their attention and, you know, when we, we finished up, we, we felt good about the last 25, 30 minutes of practice and, you know, kind of translated into the next day a little bit for us. Yeah. Well, I have to say you definitely proved to everybody that you belong there. Um, what would you say was the biggest challenge you faced in preparing the players for that tournament? I know you kind of touched on it in your previous answer. You know what? It was making sure that we didn't have the big eyes and we didn't feel like we were in over our head. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we did not have a great at a conference record. You know, we at a conference this year, we were 0-6. But if mm-hmm. you looked at the six teams, you know, the, the six teams we played, Quinnipiac, Providence, Arizona State, UMass, they were all NCAA tournament teams. Sure. So that ultimately wound up setting us up for success. Um, you know, it's all that old adage, you can't beat them if you don't play them. So right. um, it, it, for us, it was making sure we our guys, you know, knew they belonged there. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, what were the keys to the game versus St. Cloud State? You know what? We had never done this before, but we, we wrote a script on how the game had to go. And, you know, it was getting a certain amount of block shots and it was making sure we play in the middle of the ice and um, minimizing turnovers. And, and, you know, we, we, we quantified all of that. So three or less penalties. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we had five or six boxes we needed to check to, to pull off that upset. And I believe we went five for six. The only one we didn't get was the, uh, you know the penalty minute one we we strive for three or less i believe we took four in the game so um yeah we we worked off a script the guys believed in it and more importantly the guys executed it yeah it was it was a heck of a game to watch for sure um how did it feel to knock off the number one seed as the 16th seed and in your opinion coach what does this mean for aic hockey moving forward you know it, it um in the moment right as the seconds rule, they had us on our heels for the last 30, 40 <laughs> seconds. But in the moment, it was about getting ready for Denver. It was right. a quick turnaround. And um, having looked back at it now, um, you know what? I, I 
the, the hair on my on my arms stand up when they you know I'm able to watch some of that stuff. And, sure. Um, certainly very proud of where we've come from to where we are today. And, um, you know, so inside the moment, it was about getting refocused and, and having an opportunity to get to the Frozen Four. Um, you know, here in early June, I can look back and kind of puff our chest out a little bit and, and certainly say we're very proud of what we accomplished. I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that run and just sitting there on my couch and seeing, you know, when they would pan on the bench and, and I got to see you and the players. I'm like, I know that guy. I've seen that team play. And it was just, it was amazing to see you guys take, take that run. Um, three more questions for you, coach, before I let you go. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? I grew up as a, as a huge Steve Eiserman fan. I don't know why um, he's a guy I kind of gravitated towards as a, as a kid. Okay. Um, favorite professional hockey team, if you have one? Uh, I do. I'm a, I'm a huge Ranger fan. I'm in the business now of rooting for people and colleagues of ours that are, um, you know, have progressed into the National Hockey League, but um, definitely a, a Ranger fan. Uh, in your opinion as a coach, what are your thoughts on the direction that they're going as far as sticking to this rebuild and uh, landing the number two overall pick and, uh, you know, not trading away uh, the young talent? Well, the first thing I know is they're in great hands with, with Coach Quinn, yep. who's, uh, you know, the, the best guy they could have in terms of development and accountability and creating standards. And um, you know what? I, I, I love the direction that they're going and, and um you know, they're going to get a really good player here with the number one or two, uh, with number two pick. And uh, I know they've accumulated a bunch of draft picks. So I, I love the direction of, of the New York Rangers. Definitely some exciting days to come. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. I had season tickets with a buddy of mine from 1998 till 2004 they missed the playoffs every year i refer to that you may have to renew here travis <laughs> i referred to that era as the dark ages um yeah I'm, i am excited about things to come here's the last question i have for your coach if eric lang wasn't a hockey coach he'd be a fill in the blank if i wasn't a hockey coach you know what i think i'd be i think i'd be a chef i love <laughs> to cook I think there's some similarity to yeah. being a great chef and a great coach in terms of preparation, uh, managing, a, you know, a staff. Um, but I do enjoy cooking. I know that may not be a, not a traditional answer from a hockey coach, but um, I'd be a chef, Trev. I love it. I love that answer. I've had a blast chatting with my guest, Eric Lang, head coach of uh, American International College Yellow Jackets hockey team. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at EricLang9. You can follow the team on Twitter at AIC underscore hockey and on Instagram at AIC underscore hockey. Um, Coach, I want to wish you and your family a wonderful summer. Um, best of luck to your squad in the offseason as you prepare to take uh, to the ice in 2019-2020. I also want to congratulate you on signing a contract extension, which will keep you behind the bench for the next few seasons. I look forward to coming up to Mass Mutual uh, next season or certainly seeing you back down here at Tate when you mix it up with your buddy Brian Riley and the Black Knights. Travis, thanks for all the support. You've been a loyal guy. And um, looking forward to seeing you. Best to you and your family. And uh, have a great summer. And uh, looking forward to catching up and, and doing this again next year. I had a lot of fun, Coach. Thank you again so much for coming on. This is your boy, Trav. And you're listening to HV Pucks Overtime. Take care, Coach.
Thanks, Trav. Uh, hello there, man. This is uh, Happy Gilmore, and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of HV Pucks Overtime. And if there are any topics you'd like me to address or guests you'd like to hear from, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you. You can also find me on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5 Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.